You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hi there. You're listening to episode 59 of the Blended Family Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about healthy practices for the new year. You must have noticed there was not an episode last week. I took the week off to spend time with my family. We had all the kids with us the entire week before Christmas and then New Year's on through the school break. And even though I snuck in some work, I didn't want to feel pressured to put out a show. I love doing them for you, but they do take some time. So thank you for understanding. And now I'm ready to go. I have lots already planned in the new year. I hope you all had a nice holiday and hopefully it wasn't too stressful. I know the holidays can bring lots of stress, but now it's over so we can all breathe a sigh of relief. I want to send a special thank you to Sayaka in Japan. She sent me a very lovely voicemail. If you want to send me a voicemail message, it's simple. Just go to speakpipe.com forward slash blended family podcast. You will see a little record button there and it will send your message directly to me. I would love to hear from you, whether you want to vent, ask a question, offer advice, or even just tell me a little about your family or what you like about the show. For me, it's just a really nice way to connect with you on a more personal level because I can hear your voice. Don't forget, our private Facebook group is a great way to interact, not only with me, but also with each one of you. Lots of you post questions in there, and there's no judgment. It's a great support system of other people with blended families just like you. Please come and join us at blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash group. All right, on to today's topic, healthy habits for the new year. We could call it New Year's resolutions, but most people don't stick with those, and I think we all can get tired of the whole New Year resolution thing, but... It is the beginning of a new year, and that makes it a good time to reflect on the past year and also to create some new goals or habits for the upcoming year. Of course, we can set goals anytime we want throughout the year, but we always feel fresh and hopeful during this time. So I'm going to give you some great ideas today, and what I would like you to do, either while you're listening or after, is to make a list for yourself and your family. Some of my ideas might not pertain to you, but hopefully some of them will, or you'll probably come up with some ideas of your own. Now, when you make your list, one of the reasons we all fall short is because we don't make our goals realistic, specific, and measurable. So what do I mean by this? A realistic goal is something you know you can actually achieve There's no point in setting yourself up for failure. If you're a terrible singer, you shouldn't make a goal to be on American Idol. Be realistic with your goals. Be specific with your goals. And you want to have measure. So, for example, if you're trying to lose weight, you're not going to set a goal that says, I want to lose weight or I want to be skinny. You want to say, I'd like to lose 20 pounds by such and such a date. So that's specific and you're setting a time on it. 
Then what you do is break that down by month and week, and you can set a plan on how to achieve it. And once again, be realistic. You wouldn't expect to lose too much weight in too short a time. So another example might be that you'd like to quit smoking. And to make that goal measurable, put a date on it. If you give yourself two months to quit, you can set a plan of weaning that makes sense. And you can apply this rule to pretty much any goal that you want to set. So remember, specific, measurable, realistic goals. To make it really good, I want you to look at those goals every night before you go to bed or in the morning if that's your quiet time. And when you read them over, I want you to envision achieving each of the goals. Close your eyes and think of how you're going to feel when you get it. What is your body going to feel like? Or how will your happiness level be? By envisioning your goal, you're going to help give yourself the boost that you need to follow through. So let's get into some ideas for you now. The first one I want to talk about is setting financial goals. We all know in the blended family, money can be tight. Dealing with child support, court money, or even just the demand of raising children can put a strain on our wallets. I know we feel it with four kids, and no matter what we do, we can't seem to get ahead. So a goal you might want to work on is setting a family budget. I've talked about this before, but creating a budget for food, entertainment, vacation money, school supplies, and clothing can help keep you on track. The food one is big for us. When the kids are here, we probably go to the food store every day. And once you're there, you always end up grabbing things you don't actually need. So set a budget, make a plan, and I recommend both you and your partner sit down and do this together. One of you may be a spender and the other one more frugal. It helps to try to both get on the same page. Another financial goal might be to get out of debt. Of course, the first step to that is to stop using the credit cards. You don't need to cut them, but keep them at home so you're not tempted to use them when you're out. There are lots of online resources to help figure out the best way to pay off your debt. I have heard that it's best to pay down the lowest balance cards first, so it gives you a sense of achievement and it's quicker to reach your goal. But other options are to pay down the ones with the highest interest rate first, which also makes sense. So you'll need to look at your overall debt and come up with a plan. Another financial goal you might want to set is to create an emergency fund. The amount you're looking for is equal to three months of income or expenses. Obviously, this is going to take a while. Figure out that dollar amount and then make a realistic goal of how you're going to achieve it. And you want to give yourself some time. Don't expect to get that emergency fund in a couple of months, but just that's what you want to strive for over the next couple of years. Some other ideas are college funds, rainy day funds, or paying off a vehicle. Financial freedom is something that will cut down your stress immensely. We all know that money can't buy happiness, but it sure helps us relax. Next, fitness goals. Again, I know I've talked about this before too, but it's so important to get in daily exercise. Whether you need to lose weight or not, exercise is the best thing that you can do for your body. It releases endorphins, gives you energy, relieves stress. 
I know how hard it is sometimes to find the motivation, but you will always feel better after a workout, especially with the stress of a blended family. I always find it easier to follow a program, but some people are fine to just go it alone. Right now, I'm doing Beachbody. Even though I can find my way around a gym, I find it much easier to work out at home. I simply stream my videos right to my TV. I don't have to leave my house, and each program comes with a calendar to follow. So that works for me. It doesn't matter what you decide to do. Just find something that you like. If, if you like it, you're going to want to do it. Go for a run, go rollerblading, play tennis or swim. Make a plan. Your body might fight you in the beginning. You'll feel tired, but commit to two steady weeks, and I bet you'll want to continue. And that's not to say you'll always feel like working out, but you'll see the benefit of how you feel after, and that's what you need to think about when you feel like giving up. Also, when making your fitness goals, Find a partner to hold you accountable, whether that's your romantic partner or a friend. A real plus would be getting your whole family on board. What about nutrition goals? Maybe weight loss is your goal. Well, part of that would be developing a proper diet and exercise plan. Maybe your goal is not to lose weight, but to develop healthier eating habits. I notice a huge difference in my body when I eat clean as opposed to eating processed, unhealthy foods. And you will notice a difference with the kids too, but they're a little harder to control. Don't strive for perfection here. It's really hard to stick with a perfect diet. 80-20 is a good rule, meaning 80% of the time you stick to a plan and 20% you don't. That is a more realistic goal. Remember that with eating out, it's a lot harder to control what you're taking in. So you can also limit the amount of meals you get out of the home, and that'll save your budget too. What about overall health goals? Quitting bad habits like drinking or smoking or maybe drugs? Mental health would be included here too. If we don't take care of ourselves, what good are we as parents? Figure out what you can do to improve your health and how you're going to fix it. Family goals. What is going on in your family that could use improvement? Maybe you'd like to have more family dinners? Or how about starting a family game night tradition? Set up a plan to spend more time together or figure out ways to nurture the relationships in your home. If you need to work on bonding with your stepchildren, set up something to do that. You're not going to have the blended family you want if you don't try to create some family time. And I know it's hard. Everyone is so busy. So you've got to schedule it in. So those are the main categories of goals when it comes to resolutions, right? Finances, fitness, nutrition, and family. But I do have some more ideas for you. How about a goal to connect with people? Maybe you don't pick up the phone to talk to a parent or a friend, Life is not meant to do alone. So often we regret not taking the chance to connect with people and tell them how much they mean to us. We all never know what tomorrow brings, and I am guilty of this myself. I make an excuse of not having time, and instead I'll connect on social media, but it's not the same as hearing someone's voice or sitting down with them for coffee. Make time for others when you can, and it will make you feel better. Cut stress. I know, easier said than done. We can't always eliminate stress, but we can develop systems to help control it. 
The stress we all feel is damaging to our bodies. Figure out what helps you relieve stress. Is it reading a book, going for a walk, going shopping, listening to music, getting a massage? Make sure you know to recognize the signs in your body when your stress level is getting high. You'll feel it and do something that you know that will help you. Meditation is a great practice. And for those of you who have a hard time, I've got a special guest who is an expert coming on the show next week. So stay tuned for that. Speaking of stress, one of the greatest reducers of it is getting enough sleep. Yes, you're busy, I know, but pushing yourself and only getting four to five hours a night isn't healthy. You will feel run down and irritable. Set a bedtime and a wake-up time and try to make sure you're getting at least six to seven hours a night, though eight is ideal. Lack of sleep can cause weight gain too. If you have insomnia, talk to your doctor. Eliminating the TV in the bedroom can help as well as avoiding looking at your cell phone in bed. My family loves using our essential oils to help them in falling asleep. And don't exercise close to bedtime. It'll give you energy, which is not what you're looking for in the evening. Next goal, have more couples time. The kids require most of our time, and that's what parenting is. But you cannot forget to nurture the relationship with your partner. Try for date night. Schedule it in at least once a month. But besides that, make sure you connect every day even if it's an evening conversation before going to bed. We get so busy that we pass each other by running on errands and we forget to stop and appreciate one another. Take a second to give a hug or a kiss hello. We would do that for a friend, so why do we not do that for our partner? Take a moment to compliment your partner. Tell them they look nice. Leave each other little notes. And it goes without saying that Connecting on a sexual level is important too. And go ahead and schedule that in if you have to. It may not be romantic, but it works. You've got to connect with your partner. Next, practice being nicer. It's easy to move through life grumbling and complaining, but you will be miserable. Also, your children are learning from you. Make sure when you're out in public, you're kind to people. Smile more. The act of smiling just feels good. Hold the door open for people. Quit having road rage. Does it feel good in your body to be unhappy? No, it doesn't. Try being nice to everyone for one day and you'll see how much easier your day goes. Next goal, practice gratitude. Simple, and I know I've talked about this before too. Be thankful for what you have. It's easy to get negative and focus on what you don't have or what's going wrong in your life, but that's not going to help. I love the idea of a gratitude journal, but if that's too much for you, just practice the simple act of being thankful. When you do that, you'll realize all the good you do have and you'll feel better. Be thankful for your health, though it may not be perfect, your kids, even though they drive you crazy, your home, even though it costs money, you can always find something to be thankful for. Another healthy habit, watch TV less, read more. Okay, so this is not going to be for everyone. Sean hates reading, but he loves TV, and he's not going to change. TV is what he does to relax, 
But if you're consuming too much TV, you're wasting valuable time that you could be spending with family or learning or anything. And if what you consume is violence, that's not going to affect your attitude well. So make sure what you do watch has some value or is uplifting in some way. And that's not to say you shouldn't see a horror movie or watch a show about war. Everything in moderation is fine. Just watch what you're taking into your brain every day. How about this one? Become more organized. It's amazing how chaotic life can feel when we're not organized. Are your closets a mess? Your kitchen drawers? Maybe your desk has piles of mail and bills thrown all over. Make a plan to organize whatever is a mess. Is it too much for you? No need to get it all at once. Maybe tackle one thing a week. You'll feel so much more peaceful when it's done. And then again, some of you don't mind the chaos. I know I can't stand it. I don't feel relaxed when things are out of place. Don't overextend yourself. Are you always saying yes to everyone and everything? You've got to learn to say no sometimes. Sure, if someone really needs a favor, go ahead. But if you find that you don't have time to tend to your own family's needs, it's okay to say no to other obligations or requests. People won't be mad at you. And if they are, well, you don't need those kinds of people in your life. And last, do things for yourself. When we were talking about distressing, we talked about this. But even if you're not feeling stressed, it's so important to take time for yourself. Maybe there's something you want to do, like write a book or start a business. Or maybe you just want some alone time or time with your friends. Whatever it is that brings you joy, find a way to incorporate it into your schedule. We have a way, parents, of putting ourselves last. That's part of being a parent. There's nothing wrong with taking care of yourself. You'll be drained and unhappy if you focus on everyone else, but you don't pursue your own wants and needs. Don't feel guilty about this. You deserve to be happy, and you will be a more patient, happier, and better adult when you find it. So those are my healthy habits for the new year that I wanted to share with you. I would love to get some feedback to see if you're going to use any of these, or maybe you have some different ones that I didn't mention. You can post on the show notes at blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash 59, or you can always find me on Facebook or email me at melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. And I will list all of the ideas we talked about in the show notes for you. And I'm hoping we can all start this year off right and it will be our best year yet. I'll be back next week with another show on meditation. You're going to love it. Until then, do your homework, make your list. I love you all. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.